You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 72. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. On today's episode, I am bringing on a very special guest, my new friend, Denali Gillen, who is a city girl turned farm wife. We got to sit down and talk about her role as a farm wife and what that transition from living in the city to now being totally thrown in full force, head deep into farm life, how it has challenged her, what she loves about it, being a mom, finding balance in all the things and she's also a huge hit on Instagram reels so we dive into a little bit about her success on reels and how she was able to find her niche and how that really has just helped her grow her space online so this conversation is so wholesome she is such a beautiful amazing person to talk to I really loved our conversation and I can't wait for you guys to hear it as well so without further ado here is Denali. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod, and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and being willing to be on the show, and I'm so excited to talk to you, and yeah, thanks for being here. Absolutely. I'm really excited. I love um, talking to people that just kind of kind of get it you know a lot of people that I'm friends with just don't really you know it's hard for them to understand farming or or I don't know my like lifestyle now and so it's it's kind of fun to talk to people that have a little bit more you know understanding of what it's like for sure yeah well I'd love to learn more about your story and for anybody that maybe doesn't know hasn't found you on social media yet or anything like that kind of what's your background and how you got to be like where you are today um I I have no background in ag or farming or anything I have no like previous experience or like I had one dog growing up um and that's it like never came in contact with a cow or a chicken or anything in my life um I was born in um Alaska, which is where my name comes from. Um, but I was raised in Utah in bountiful Utah. So like kind of by Salt Lake city, like that's a big city, Mm -hmm. like all city. So, uh, my brother went on a church mission for our church. Um, and when he came back, that's where he met my husband. So when he came back, he was like, you have to meet Jordan. He's so cool. You're going to love him. He's a farmer and he's really cool. So my, um, now husband came and visited my brother in Utah and we just hit it off. And so we kind of did the long distance thing for a while. Um, and then I would, I came and visited and loved the farm and thought that was super fun. And then when we got married, I moved out here the day after our wedding, like I was already packed and we just left and I was not prepared. Like I think visiting and living here are totally different because once I lived here, I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. Like, I I don't even know what I got myself into. (laughs) I didn't like, you know, as cows everywhere and horses and like the closest store is like about 
35 miles away. Um, I was not. So it took me a while to get um, kind of acclimated to give it a chance, I'd say, because I feel like for the first little while, I was like, I want to go back. Like I tried, I'm like, can we move back to the city? But I mean, he has his whole farm here. And I'm like, do you need to sell your farm? Because like, I cannot do this. I can't live here. It's too hard. Um, but once I gave it a chance, I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna kind of embrace it instead of like resist it. And um, I started going with him to feed cows and it just slowly became like, I just loved it. It's so weird to look back because like, it just, it took a while. It wasn't fast, but it like slowly, slowly. And now I'm like, I would never, ever move back. Oh my gosh. It'd be terrible. <laughs> like every time I go back to visit, I'm like, who are all these people? Like it's so crowded. There's traffic all the time. Um, <laughs> and so it's so funny how it kind of evolved. I've been married for seven years now. And I'm like, I wouldn't, even if my husband asked if I wanted to move back, I'd be like, no, I don't want to. Um, so I'm glad that it turned out that way. It took a while, but I'm really happy with, you know, with our life now. So, yeah, no, I think that is so cool. Cause that's kind of similar. I, I mean, in a way to what, how my story evolved to a point, like when I met my husband, he was up in Montana and like this really rural, like small town of like 200 people. And I went up there and was like, what is this? And I mean, I was around like horses and stuff and I was like a horse girl, but I was not like a part of like the ranching industry at all or like agriculturally. So like cows were like a whole different thing for me. And I went up there and I was like, what on earth? Like, what do you guys do for fun? Like there's nothing (laughs) (laughs) but it's true like it's so you just adapt and get used to things like that and grow Mm -hmm. and it ends up being something that you just really love so I think that's so so fun um so like what would you say has been like your biggest challenge going from like city life to a farm life or you know what's kind of your biggest struggle you had to overcome I think it was, um, I think it was my husband's schedule. So yeah, when I first got married, I expected us to be together all the time, like as newlyweds. I'm like, where are you going? Where could you possibly go? He's like, I have to feed the cows. I'm like, sure. Like, you know, like I was like really bitter. I just had these expectations, you know, of what like newlyweds are supposed to be like. And like, he had his life, his job, like he already had like this full-blown farm operation that he had to like run and take care of. And I mean, I knew that going into it, I just wasn't prepared. Like I, I knew that in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but then, you know, I was not, yeah, just not prepared for it. And, um, I think I resisted it a lot. Like, um, I would say like, I, I felt like the farm was like a priority instead of me because he had to do stuff on the farm. So I'm like, I was really like bitter and like, mm-hmm. sure, whatever, I'll just wait here by myself and like passive aggressive. <laughs> and it's sad to look back. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so bratty. Like I just expected him to be with me 24 seven. Um, and I didn't, he's like, you can come with me like anytime, like we can be together just come with. I'm like, no, that's not my thing. I don't want to. Um, and I just resisted it. So the farm kind of became like this, um, 
like thing that separated us instead of something that could like unify us. So that's why I think it took a long time because I finally said, I don't really like that. Like, I don't like feeling, you know, envious of the farm. I don't like feeling um, that it's like coming between us. Why am I being so like snotty about it? And so I, it took me a while, sadly, a couple of years, like three years. And I was like, I'm just going to start going with him because I can be with him. I'd always complain, like, we never spend time together. And he's like, you can spend time with me all day. Just come with me. Yeah. So I started doing that. And that's when I was like, why was I so, it's so sad to look back. I hate it. And like, I was so snotty. Um, but you live and grow and I've grown so much. So I was, I was happy that he was patient with me. Um, but I started going with him. We spent more time together. And I think that's when I started to really fall in love with the farm. I, it's not, I'd never want to farm full-time. Like I, I don't like manual labor. I don't like being in the sun. I don't like bugs. Like it's, I would never do it full-time. It's not my thing. But because like I started going with him more often, um, I just have like this appreciation and love for it. Like I can see um, how much work and effort and love he puts into it, how I like appreciate what he does. Um, and I think that has like, you know, blossomed my love for the farming industry and ag. And like I said, I wouldn't want to go back. So I'm glad that you know, I, I think just giving it a chance and just trying to understand it and um, not judging it, I guess, before I tried it or participated. Mm -hmm. But before that, I, I do not like looking at the person that I was before. I mean, I was always a nice person, but I think I was a little, uh, a little stuck up or snotty. Like, no, I am not getting dirty. Ugh. Yeah. I am not. You know, I like. I have to go pee on the farm. No, I'm staying home. <laughs> so, uh, I've grown a lot since then, and things are different. So, I think that was probably the hardest thing to overcome. Mm -hmm. But that was really, you know, kind of an inward, personal mindset shift. Mm -hmm. um, I had to change. Yeah, I think that's so that's so good though that you're able to like look back on that and like be self-reflective because it's it's hard to do that. It's hard to like look at yourself and say like maybe I'm the problem here, or, like maybe <laughs> me, you know. <laughs> like that's really hard to do. So I I give you props for like being able to look back and like do that now and like even now if you're I mean, I don't know if this has changed for you, but when you said, you know, I don't want to do this full time necessarily, like get dirty, tons of manual labor. Um, I mean, I don't know if you still feel like that or not, but I think that's like a good thing to put out into the world that you don't have to necessarily be like fit this perfect mold. I think, you know, there's so many stigmas in this whole industry of like, you have to be this one thing or, you know, if you don't fit in this box, then it's not, you know, you're not a true whatever. So I think it's good. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Like I tell my husband, like, yeah, I'll go out and like help you do stuff sometimes, but I don't want to do it full-time either. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and there are women that do do it full-time and it's amazing and I I think that was another kind of thing I had to get over I didn't want to go with them and help because I'm like I'm so bad at it I, I'd just be getting in the way like I just told myself that I wouldn't be helpful 
I'd just be getting in the way I'd break it I wouldn't so I didn't want to try because I was afraid like I'm just gonna break I don't even know how Mm um so that that was a a big I don't even want to go because I don't want to look stupid um but I think just being able to make mistakes because he my husband uh Jordan he's like do you think that like farmers don't break stuff he's like we break stuff every single day like do you think we don't mess up we do that every year you know and so I'm like that's very true he's like I break stuff almost every day and have to just go and fix it it's not that doesn't stop me from farming um so he's like how do you know how do you think I learned how to drive a tractor I broke something first and then I was like oh don't do that (laughs) um so I think with that in mind I'm like that's very true so I I'd start to participate more and as soon as I wasn't really afraid to fail and I could just say I really want to learn and I'm just gonna do my best um and no I I still wouldn't want to do it full time um but I like I said I'm, I'm not afraid to participate now if he needs my help changing water I'm confident that I can be helpful or if he needs my help chasing cows I know how to do it um yeah which I like, I like having that. Yeah. And that's like really awesome that he brought that up because that's true. And I think as women, especially we tend to have more of those mindsets of like, Oh, I don't want to be in the way. I don't want to mess this up. Like we're a lot harder on ourselves. And it's just funny, the differences like between men and women, because guys just don't think like that. Like I can't even say how many times in in every aspect of life where, Oh, I just, I don't want to be the reason that I slow somebody down. But like, my husband would never say that. Like he just doesn't think like that. Like he just is willing to like put himself out there and try whatever. And I just think that's so interesting. I think that tends to be more of a, like a female mindset thing that we have to wear. That's so interesting that you say that it's, that's true. And I never really thought about that because, and same thing, like when I do mess up, I'll be like, I suck so bad. I'm so sorry. Like I'll never help again. Like I'm so terrible. And when I do mess up and I spend all this time, like thinking about how I screwed up and I, for a while, I just like, Oh, it's a farmer thing, but it might be like a male female difference. But you know, he's like, you spent all this time like feeling bad about what you did. He's like, but you could have fixed it already. Like all you had to do is put this here and it would have been fixed. And so like I spend half an hour being like, I'm so sorry. I suck. I'm never coming out here again. And it takes two minutes. He's like, just like flip it around and then it'll work, you know? So it took me a while to, instead of when I inevitably do make one of those mistakes to instead just find a different solution and not, you know, just sit and cry and pout. I would legitimately cry. Like, I, I'm so sorry, you know? And, and, uh, he's like, it, it's fine. Just do it this way. I'm like, oh, that wasn't hard. I don't know why I <laughs> why didn't did think I make about it? that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, for a while, I thought it must be a farmer thing, which it kind of is. They're really, um, yeah. they can solve a lot of problems. They think outside the box. They're like, let's just put like, you know, some wire here and tape that up. Boom, it's fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're really like, you know, they they solve problems all day. But it, it might be, you know, for whatever reason, I think as women, it's like we hold ourselves to like such a high, we have to do it so good. And mm-hmm. we hold ourselves to such a high standard that if I don't achieve this like first try, then 
I just might as well like give up. It's not worth it. I suck. Um, so that was a hard mindset, a hard attitude to get out of like, you know, even Jordan messes up. He just finds a solution. I can do that. So I, I think that's another big way that I've, that I've grown or am continuing to try to grow that way. I still, you know, am hard on myself when I mess things up, but it's, it's good to grow and, and realize that. Yeah, no, that's so, so good. I love, I love everything about that. And I, I think there's so much truth in all of that. Um, so how kind of like backtracking a little bit, but I'm just curious, like being that you grew up kind of in the city or like that completely different lifestyle. And then the day after your wedding, moving onto the farm, how did your family react to that? Were they like supportive? Did they think you were crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, super supportive, super supportive. I think, uh, I think they, it was really novel and exciting. So I don't think any of us really knew, nobody really knew what it, what it meant. I think it was all very exciting because, um, my dad has always kind of been like a farmer rancher in a city's Mm -hmm. place. Like he's always wanted to have horses and he's always wanted to have, and it's just never been like in the cards. You've just never done that. Mm-hmm. And so he was, he and my husband are like best friends. Like they clicked right off the bat. And, you know, my brother is the one that introduced us. So he and my husband are really close and really friends. So everybody loves him. He's hardworking. So it was like, um, really exciting. They could, they couldn't wait. And then I think all of us together, I, well, I think my mom, especially because, you know, she's the one I turned to, uh, when I was lonely or had problems was like, kind of shocked at like I was like he's been gone since 6 30 in the morning it's like 9 p.m now where is he I'm like I don't know (laughs) um and so I think we all probably me and my mom especially were had to like adjust to um what it really meant Mm -hmm. um but still you know they my family loves coming out here every time they come out here they still live in the same spot and every time they come out here they're like we need to move here I love it so much and I think they kind of see it through my eyes now they can see his cows and his property and our land you know through our eyes and it's just so much it has like this such huge beauty and um so now they they've even like discussed moving out here they're like forget the city it's too crowded. Like let's retire. So like when they retire, they might move out by us. And that's crazy to me because I never, you know, in a million, million years would have ever thought this is how, you know, my life would go, but it's weird to look back. I'm so glad it did. I love, you know, where we're at. And it was, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have, they were really supportive and really excited, which kind of, you know, surprised us when it wasn't everything we thought it would be in the beginning. Yeah. No, that's so cool. I love that they are so on board and like ready to move there and all that. I think that's so fun. <laughs> Starting I in, hope they do. Yeah. Like new place to settle for generations. Like that's so, I love that. Uh-huh. That's so awesome. So you're obviously busy. I mean, you're a farm wife, you're a mom. Um, you're really active on social media. Um, I don't know if there's any other facets of things that you do, but 
Um, how do you find balance with all of the things that you're juggling right now? And, you know, I know ranch life, farm life is super busy and there's always stuff going on, even if you're not the one out there every single day, just being a mom and raising kids when your husband's out doing things like that's got to be a lot to try to manage. It, it can be, it can be. I, I think the word that I would use to describe that is, is um, grace mm-hmm. because I, I've learned to really give myself grace. You can't do it all and you can't give a hundred percent of your attention to everything. Some things are going to have to be divided and that's just the way it is. So, um, like I said, I used to feel bad and beat myself up over things that I didn't do to my expectations. Um, and that just made me sad. So I had to let go of that and realize that this is the way it is. If I want to be doing all these things and be involved with all these things, I'm going to just have to learn to make mistakes and give myself grace when I mess up or when I don't do as good of a job as I should have. And that's gone a long way. Um, I think with, like I said, with my husband, I'm not, um, full-time. So I'm at home with my kids. Um, but it's kind of like being on call 24 seven, uh, mm-hmm. because if he needs something, I kind of have to be ready to help him and bring the kids with me. So it's like, I, I need you to run to town and get this part or these cows are out and need you to come and help. So I'm kind of on, on call. So some days he, he doesn't need me and I'm at home with the kids. Um, and other days I have to pack up the kids and, you know, head to the cows. We're gone all day getting cows in. But I think that that word grace has just carried me so far that I am not going to be able to do it all. And it, accepting that it sounds kind of like I'm being a downer or, or like sad, like you can't do everything, but it's true. And, and once I realized that, that um, I was happier, you can't do everything and you're not going to do everything perfectly. So sometimes if we're um, gone all day with the kids and get, we just got the cows in and it's late, we just, you know, stop by the gas station and get a hot dog for dinner or whatever it is. And a long time for a while, I used to be like, well, that's not nutritious and you suck as a mom. And then if I was at home all day and the kids got really good meals and I played with them and they were happy. Um, but then my husband needed me to help get the cows in and I didn't do a good job with that. Then I thought, well, you suck as a wife. So it was like, even if I was doing one thing good and I couldn't quite do the other thing, everything was like, well, you just suck. So once I just realized you, you can't be hundred percent all the time everywhere, you have to be able to give and take in some places. If you're giving hundred percent here, some of uh, something else has to lighten up. Um, and that's gotten me far. So I, I try and remind myself of that. And it's not easy sometimes because I still have that natural instinct to, um, and I think we talked about this, maybe it's a woman thing to just as soon as we are not good enough in one area, just to say all of us is bad. All of us, Mm -hmm. we just suck and we might as well not try. But basically every day just saying, do your best where you can. And that's all you can do. And that's basically how I do it every day, getting out of bed and say, do your best where you can. Other parts are going to suffer, but you did your best for whatever it was. Yeah. No, I mean, that's so true. And I was going to, yeah, circle back to what we were saying earlier, how, you know, as women, I think we do, we have so many high expectations for ourselves and we expect perfection of every aspect of our lives, whether it's being a mom, being a wife, 
you know, our careers, whatever that is. And so I think we put such a big pressure on ourselves to just be perfect in all the different ways all the time. And that's just not possible. (laughs) And I don't think it sounds negative. I just think that is what makes us human. And when we can accept that and acknowledge like, okay, sometimes we need help. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's a beautiful thing to, you know, when they say it takes a village, like that's not a lie. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's, that's really, really awesome. So with everything that you do and that you're balancing, what is like, we kind of talked about like the hardships that you had to overcome, but what's what's like your favorite part about what you do? What, like when you think about your whole life and everything in it, like what, if you could just put like one thing on it, what would be like your favorite part? Ooh, that is such a good question. Um, hmm. I would say raising my kids here specifically. Um, I started to appreciate farm life before I had kids I started to get a little more involved once I had kids it changed it was like night and day difference um once I had kids basically it changed everything I um saw them I think they just get to have a childhood that is rare now they get to go outside and they get to work with their dad and they get to even work with their grandpa and their great grandpa and plant things and practice patience and failures and they get to get dirty and it's just like so special to watch they get to you know feed cows baby cows like out of a bottle they get to see cows be born um and I was just a, a childhood that I'm like I, I wish every child could have it's so rewarding and so good for them to practice skills that I think are going out of style um Mm -hmm. to practice like like I said failure and watching like them help their dad on the farm and for him to be like it if they're planting something and it doesn't come up or bugs eat it or it's too dry and it dies like for them to say like that happens we're gonna Mm -hmm. have to try again next year and it's disappointing or when cows die because they do cows Mm -hmm. die and it's sad and to watch them be sad about it, but to just realize that that's hard stuff happens and, and they become so strong and resilient and something that I still work to be. And then, you know, watching them have just fun and joy and being with their dad and me kind of realizing how special it was that their dad was a farmer rancher that any day could be you know take your daughter to work day if Mm -hmm. I mean she has school but um (laughs) if he it's it's not like a rare thing for her to go with him or my son to drive the tractor with him because he can because it's a family operation he farms with his cousins and his uncle and his dad and his grandpa and so their kids get to go with and everyone just works together and I'm so so grateful that they get to be raised here specifically in the country where it's dirty where there's livestock and cows and it and it smells like poop and they just work hard and they I think it'll it'll help them so much throughout their lives to learn these lessons while they're young it's and 
it's incredible to, you know, like I said, resiliency, something that my childhood was very easy. You know, I lived in, everything was convenient. Um, and watching them, how resilient they are and how hard, hardworking they are now. I was like, I still strive to be that resilient today because I didn't grow up practicing it. I didn't grow up trying again or being patient. And, um, and they do their four and two and they still, they, they surprise me every day. So I think I'm just really, really grateful that, that, uh, I get to raise them, raise them here. And that's part of the reason why I cannot ever see myself moving back. I mean, sometimes like, it'd be nice to just have a store around the corner. Um, but for my, for my kids, like, I don't, I don't want to raise them anywhere else. So I'm really grateful I get to do that. Yeah, no, I think it's, you're so right. And that kids don't experience those types of things in other places. And it is becoming more of a rare thing in people's lives in general, just to experience the things that you can experience, you know, when you're ranching or farming. And like you said, you know, it builds that, that strength and that resilience. And I think now more than ever in this world that we live in, that's just getting crazier and crazier. And, you Mm -hmm. know, everybody is handed a gold star for (laughs) just about anything. And I think having have to deal with situations and realize like you win some, you lose some, and that's life. And I think that's really good for kids. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's really valuable. Um, I think my husband and I were talking about this. I, we always want our kids to feel special and important and like they're, you know, talented. And, um, but I'm like, sometimes you just fail <laughs> and, and it's sad to see uh, your kids be sad. And it's sad to um, watch them be disappointed. Um, but I think that's also a thing that, that is becoming less common is, is letting your kids fail. Um, because, you know, they, no parent wants to see their kid be sad. And so, right, they're, they're kind of handed it. No matter what you do, you're going to succeed. Or, or no matter how hard you try, you're going to get a, a gold star. And sometimes that's not always true. Even if you try hard, even if you try your hardest, there's still a chance you could fail. And as sad as that is, and as sad as it is to watch your, your kids fail or be sad that they didn't do something, it's so valuable. No, I think that's, that's so, so true. So do you have any like advice that you would give to somebody maybe that was in your shoes? Like they never really grew up in that lifestyle, but they want to, or it's a new lifestyle for them. Do you have any advice to give to somebody like that? Um, yes. Oh, most definitely. I would say the the biggest is um, find your own joy or your own interests. Um, Because like I, when I, when I moved here, I thought I have to like farming. I have to love it and have a passion for ag like my husband does. Mm -hmm. And it put me in such a funk because I didn't, I was like forcing myself. You have to like this. And then I failed because I'm not good at it. And it just made me more and more sad because I was like, you have to like this. You have to help your husband. And I just didn't. And the more I forced myself to, the more I hated it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that the biggest is if 
if you want to be involved, just make sure it's, it's what you love to do and not to feel bad if it isn't. Whatever you do should, you should like where Instagram came in is that's what I found that I really love to do. Yeah. I love connecting with other farm wives. I love um, being relatable. I love other people like coming to talk to me and saying like, oh, I was the same way. Like they feel like they're not the only ones. And, um, and that's, that's what I found that I loved. And once I found something that I loved, it became so much easier to help out on the farm. So I'm like, I don't have to be a natural. I don't have to, cause it, it's not my thing and that's okay. I have my own thing. He has his own thing that he's good at. We can be a little separated that way, but I can appreciate and I can help and I can be valuable, like a valuable addition. I think also I said before the, the word grace too, is even if you want to try and get involved and you want to be involved in ag and be a farmer, you're not going to get it right, right off the bat. And once you, the sooner you realize you're going to make mistakes and you're going to fail, not completely, you're not going to fail completely because you're going to keep trying. So, so you brought up Instagram. So I just wanted to touch on that really quickly um, because I just love your reels. I've been following you for a while and I think they're so funny and so relatable and obviously a bunch of other people like them too. So what, what got you started into like, what made you decide to start making reels and getting like active on social media and how has that changed your lifestyle? Um, I, it's funny. I started Instagram because I thought, um, as I was getting more involved with, with farming, I was making an effort to, um, learn about it. I, um, started the Instagram because I wanted to document like how I got involved and what I learned. Um, and as I got more involved, I, like I said, made those mistakes. You know, I, if I could laugh at myself instead of just sit and cry, if I could be like, Oh, that's so funny. If I could just laugh at myself and say, you know, that's actually funny that I thought it was like this. I wonder if anyone, anyone else did, or if anyone else thought, this is how it worked. So I think reels became something for me to be like, um, have you, have you done this? Because yeah, I, this is what I did today. And it was fun to see the people that could relate. So that's where it started. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's so, I'm so glad it did though. I'm so glad it did. I, that's my favorite part about Instagram (laughs) is, um, is having people relate to what, what I create. Yeah, it totally has. I mean, it's such a good way to build connection and find those people that can relate to the lifestyle that you live in the the same scenarios and and finding the humor. Like you said, it's funny to sometimes instead of taking that energy that maybe makes you feel sad or if you're like, oh, this is like not my favorite situation and then finding the humor in it. I think that's that's such a great way to kind of cope with the the ebbs and flows of life and, and being farm wife and and all that. So that's, that's really awesome. Cool. Well, um, why don't you go ahead and let people know where they can find you on social media and hang out with you. And if you have any other places that they can check out or come hang out with you and watch all your fun content. Yes, I am farm fresh wife on Instagram. And um, I have a Facebook group um, called the farm wives club, uh, which I, I love. I love it's it's just a little more um like you know anyone can can follow you so I have anyone can follow me but the farm wives club is like specifically for kind of people in the same boat um that 
get each other. I really love that group. They're super supportive. People come up there with like, um, even if they're kind of sad, like, oh, we had a anniversary dinner planned and, and the cows got out. So we had to cancel and they just kind of have to vent and, and people that typically don't kind of understand what it's like, you know, you'll have other farm wives be like, that happened to me. I'm so sorry. It's really hard. Um, try this, or, or this is what helped me. And so I, I really love that group for, for the support in the community that it brings. Um, and I think we have just like a lot more sincere connections there on that group than I do on Instagram as well. But because that group is specifically dedicated um, mm. to other farm wives or ranch wives, or you don't even have to be wives, just yeah, women in that world that kind of understand. Um, it's it's really special, and um, those yeah, that's that's basically where that's basically where I'm at. That's where I hang out, and I legitimately enjoy being in those spaces because they're the women in there are super incredible, and I they I'm like I want to be like them. They're so awesome. I love them. Oh, that's so cool. I love that you have just built this like awesome community and I love the whole purpose behind it and that you're kind of bridging that gap between like city life and and farm life and and that it's possible to go from one to the other and that you don't have to be born into it to, to find success in that. And I, I just love that. So thank you so much for everything that you do. And thank you for being on and letting me talk to you and get to know you a little bit better. And I hope a lot of people come and check out your stuff because it really is just so funny. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. I, I love talking to other people. I can get on kind of a, once I start talking about like my journey, you know, from city to farm, like I kind of just go and go and go. So I really like talking about it just because I feel, um, I feel like those like lessons that I've learned. And that's kind of why I started Instagram. I was like, if, if I can learn these, these lessons and, and be happier, there's bound to be somebody else that that is struggling or needs one of these lessons. And so talking about, talking about it is, is what I love to do. So I'm, I'm really glad that, that I got to be on here with you today. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.